Either works. Special episode of Pause Lot today. Sexually charged. Sexual tensions are in order because we have the powerful, the rather unique, and exceptional, exquisite illustrator Chandler Moses in this motherfucker right now. Also, as well as Onslaught's own whimsical Willem Holzer, the Mr. Youngbeard himself, Andrew Betch. Our big common lamb is in here, as well as our host with all the most, Donald. Dubsey Knowles. As well as we got uh, folks on the batch. We got Andrew Thomas in the back, as well as our one and only Jason Canuda. Today's episode, it will be uh, hand job initiations, STD knowledge, and uh, how to FUX. And squatching. Don't forget about that jankum. Can you tell me what squatching is? Squatching? Yeah, what is that? Um, I think squatching is a term that's used in the Sasquatch community. Uh-huh. And is that a community of Sasquatch hunters or Sasquatch themselves? Well, I think it's a community of like-minded individuals who would like to find out if there is a bipedal ape creature in North America. Okay. Unrelated to the Yeti? Unrelated to the Yeti. What's That's the differences a, between a Yeti and Sasquatch? Well, the Yeti has four toes. Is that fact? Uh, I kind of just made it up. <laughs> Can we take a vote? Can we take a Sasquatch poll? Who believes in Sasquatch? Well, is define that? Sasquatch. Yeah. Who, be- who believes in the common interpretation of Bigfoot? We got one. nobody raising their hands. No, right we got Jason. Jason. Jason raised his hand. I'm Jason, raising my hand. Two. We have two. I would. Wh- two enablers. What's the co- what's the common? Because if, if if you define common by like what a bunch of people say, then a lot of people think like Sasquatch like talks with aliens and stuff. So he's like, <laughs> you ever go to a Sasquatch convention? Which I have not, but I had a professor who did. What's he a said, Sasquatch convention. There's a Sasquatch convention every year. There's a few. Where? Well, there was one that was by Athens, and Eric Williams went to it. Really? Yeah, for like, for like, of course a, you would. For like a movie, I think he was like, I think he was what do you call it? Researching a movie or something? He played for the Bengals. But you know, no, <laughs> That's, you're thinking of Achilles Smith. Yeah. But the so he said like the craziest part about a Sasquatch convention is like you're you're already there for a crazy premise, <laughs> but it's like. If you just think Sasquatch is like an undiscovered ape in like the Pacific Northwest, you're like the sanest person there. <laughs> and then you make fun of the people who like think like the Sasquatch and the Yeti is a worldwide phenomenon, who makes fun of the people who think that they have a culture then live underground, who makes fun of the people who think they talk to aliens, etc., etc. down the line. Uh-huh. But I think squatching is just, uh, you know, it's just, it's just when you go out into the woods... And you, you sit around, you know, because you can't, Sasquatches, they're hard to find, they're very elusive. Very. Obviously. And you have to get into their area and basically just live there for months. And that is squatching. Interesting. So, so essentially going to a convention is like going down the fucking rabbit hole of just like insanity. Of insanity, yeah. yeah. Which we should go to more conventions. Absolutely. No, I absolutely think that that live from the Squatch convention would be a phenomenal episode. Oh, it would be amazing. From the Squatch is convention. There more, is there more than one Sasquatch convention? I think there is. How many people does it bring in yearly? Well, I, I'm not the expert. I, but I, like, uh, I mean, at this so table, you are. Questions. At this table, yeah. 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 Wait, 
Wait, maybe. What is the uh, difference between La Chupacabra and Sasquatch, if you don't mind me? Well, the Chupacabra is... Come on. Is a, come on. Man. Wait, I don't know. I'm actually interested. You don't know the difference? The Chupacabra is, you know, it's like a blood-sucking mammal. That, uh, Only a, on cats. It's n- not necessarily a mammal. It is a blood-sucking... It's a, it's, it's a something. It's a something. It originated in uh, Mexico, Texas region, and uh, mm-hmm. supposedly, uh, you know, sucks the blood out of goats. It's called, like, the goat-sucking... It's called thing. the goat sucker. Which, goat which, sucker. <laughs> which is a great thing to call your in-laws. Too. You know, <laughs> you know what they call it? La chupacabra. La chupacabra? Yeah, la chupacabra. Mmm. La chupacabra. Uh, <laughs> sounds like sounds like you're a mess. I see you've been mass. watching Jackie Chan Adventures. Oh, see. Sí. <laughs> la chupacabra. It sounds like sounds like a like a Mexican like mass a wrestler. Yeah. A luchador. The chupacabra. The chupacabra and el diablo. They caught a chupacabra recently. In oh, Texas. Yeah. No, get the fuck out It was a hairless dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, story magic. over. Oh, man. <laughs> all, all the kids listening just had a dream ruined. Wait, wait. So was it? Give us the full details. There was, a, there was a couple in Texas yeah. that was outside in their yard. They were a hilarious couple. Oh, what, the well, woman had a beehive thing, and the guy <laughs> had, like... Oh, like she was doing kendo. No, like, 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 Marge Simpson. Nice, nice, nice callback. Oh, right, beep, okay. And, uh, and the man was, like, typical, like, like, one sentence, like, one word, continuous sentence guy. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, oh, um... Continuous sentence, and not just they, one word sentence. And they found, uh, they found a weird hairless thing that was doing this with its hands. And it was their child. And it was... <laughs> And it was making sounds no one had discussed, no one knew about. We'll put, we'll cut, we'll, we'll cut here, and we'll have chupacabra sounds, okay. and then we'll keep going. And um, what about and the what about the Montauk monster? What's the Montauk I wanna go, monster? I want to go. I want to go investigate that. Montauk's yeah. right around the corner. Oh, well, give me the breakdown of that motherfucker. It's a chupacabra mm, that washed up on shore. Oh, I've seen pictures of that thing. Is it like kind of like a? It's like a dog with its face chewed off. Really? That's it? Yeah. Let's get out of the cryptozoology. Let's talk about art, because we have an artist yeah, we'll here. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but I love cryptozoology. Have you ever drawn main... La Chupacabra? Have you ever drawn a squatch? Uh, <laughs> La Chupacabra. <laughs> Probably more Chupacabra than Sasquatch. What about the Mothman? Uh, I don't know that much about the Mothman, actually. That's one of like, the Wait, cryptos. It's an Ohio thing. Yeah. yeah. Ohio. West, yeah, like West Virginia, Ohio, Ohio. yeah. I'm familiar, not super familiar, but uh, you know, every once in a while I go down some like rabbit hole on the internet and uh-huh. try to like find like a new cryptozoological creature I've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. Like I have all these like cryptozoology uh, like field guide books. Uh-huh. I say I have a lot. I maybe have two, which I think is <laughs> a, a lot, lot for, for like human beings. I got one yeah. I got out of someone's trash. <laughs> it's a Bigfoot one. Pretty good. All you have to know about Mothman is that like Richard Gere found him. Yeah, that's how I found Mothman. Yeah. I was actually a big Richard Gere fan. Yeah. And I saw the Mothman prophecies and it just pulled me into this world that I never knew existed in mm-hmm. zoology. Speaking of Richard Gere, Chandler Moses is a profound artist and has uh, expressed a lot of translation on the the art of love. Um, she has a few how-tos. How to? What is this? How to not catch STDs or how to maintain and control or resolve the STD? Please expound on your sexual translations. Um. Okay. Uh, I made a comic uh, less than a year ago called "How to Sex." It started yes. as a one-page joke and turned into a six-page joke. 
Um, but uh, each one of the, you know, they're all like one page gags about certain sexual experiences, like how to STD is just like a funny, uh, I don't know. It, 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 it's kind anecdote, of. <laughs> what? An anecdote in a visual form. Yeah, they're just, you know, they're funny sex jokes. Like, who would do any of these things that are shown in these comics? It's hard to talk about if you, you know, it's not, it's a very visual yeah. thing. We'll, link, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. link to it in the show. Are they, um, are they uh, like, from personal experiences? Is that, like, supposed to be you whacking that dude's wiener, or? No, this is just me sitting around, like, what if there was a person who just, like, Someone they don't know what to do, you know. Yeah. This per, you know. You know what the most interesting thing to me about your art is? What? Is, you know, most of the dick drawings mm-hmm. that I've seen mm-hmm. have been drawn by men. And these are dick drawings drawn by females. Like, mm-hmm. or you. <laughs> so, you wow. know, it's, it's, it's way different. It's almost like a different perspective on the dick, you know. Well, you should show her. The dick pad. Well, this is a, this is it's, that's for later. This, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, like a, it's a me, it's a talking medium. It's a complicated thing. It's very complicated. Oh, there's a lot of um, versions of dicks. There's short dicks, long dicks. Well, we've already been on it for like ten seconds. What's the dick pad, guys? Well, the dick pad is a game that kind of just derived out of what me and Andrew just fucking around and everybody just chilling. It's somebody draws a dick, therefore the next person has to draw. Around the dick and through the dick. Draw meander through the through this dick and and make and turn the and turn this illustration into something that makes sure you don't make it look like a dick. So like we'll draw like a penis and then I'll draw Andrew will draw a penis and then I'll draw somehow try to draw a Wolverine around it. And (laughs) how you accomplish that. Yeah. Yeah. So you know we should actually have a guest dick pad drawing. So we could put up with it. Like every time. I don't know. I think Zig stole it. Looks at it. No, it's We shouldn't say name. We got it in the in the archive. Yeah, it is scanned in. Luckily, completely. I want I want I want the dick pad fresh. I want fresh dicks. So Chandler. Yes. Recently, you and I attended the World Science Festival. Yeah, maybe maybe that happened. Okay, allegedly we attended the World Science Festival. There is some evidence. I read about it in uh, on page six, so I believe you. What What did you think about it? Why did you go? What's your thing with science? Um, what's my thing with science? Uh, it is a thing that exists. It's the it's you know, the only study. thing. That <laughs> yeah, it's the thing. It's how it's a study of how things work essentially, mm-hmm. and um, I love it, and I love um public uh. What's the word? When the si- uh, air places where like science is for the public, um, mm-hmm. a lot of really like, you know, a lot of the really interesting, um, you know, contemporary, contemporary like. Um, you like to see Sorry, science get out of those elitist uh, left wing universities where they just hoard all the yeah. knowledge. Here we go. <laughs> well, I mean, like yeah. every t- every time I see science, I'm, I always kind of wish that I went into science instead of going into film and art and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and it almost seems like it would have been more valuable to go into science with an art perspective. Um, 
Because they need that. Because they need people like Neil deGrasse Tyson suck. Well, well, so we we'll, we'll, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fight about this later. I know. I'm trying to get to it already. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I was gonna the. So I guess. Preemptive strike. Bush <laughs> Shots that's, fired. That's Bush doctrine, dog. I went to. Uh, uh-huh. I went to. So I went to school for art because you know I'd just been like drawing forever and that seemed like a good thing. Yeah. But um. Where'd you go to you school? Know, the School of Visual Arts. That's how I know Donnie. Yeah, oh. let's go. SVA. 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 Whoa, whoa, whoa. SVA. Whoa, this is like this is OU SVA. Oh, yeah. oh it's like Ohio versus SVA. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Ohio verse. And we got this. But um, yeah. So, uh, academically, like I wasn't great, but like science was always like the thing that interested me most. Um, you know, science is just cool. But uh, I had a professor who was a. Uh, I went to school for making comic books essentially, and yes. I had a professor who um, brought in. He was trying to get us to, like think outside the box and think of other ways to tell comic book stories because usually what is, you see is a very cinematic. It's like you know, characters, a story, like scenes happening. But um, you can do so much more with comics. Like a page can you can have a comic that's in like a pamphlet layout, and that's still a comic. Like it doesn't have to be just like a cinematic story. Or a chick track. What? <laughs> what? What's a chick, a chick track? track? <laughs> They're like little comics that like you know people put all over the place, and then and it'll be like, oh, the Titanic, sweet, it's a free comic, and it tells you you're going to hell. Yeah, all of them are about you going that's to hell, amazing. basically. Um, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's a different medium. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Um, <laughs> so. He brought in these books um, made by the, this guy is considered like the king of infographics essentially, like he's like the master of making like a good graph, which is a lot harder than it would seem. Like a graph has to be legible, but then you see some, you know. But also informative. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, but, but what is a graph? It's a mixture of words and pictures to tell information and that's exactly what comics are and he brought and these were just like straight very technical graph making things and the guy was a you know this is all for science stuff and I was like wait a minute I like, never thought about it like that before like every single picture you saw in like your high school textbooks like that's tech you know the diagrams of cells yeah. and whatnot yeah. um all those medical and scientific illustrations like oh, those it all goes hand in hand. Yeah. And then I just, I hadn't thought about it in like four years, and I just got super excited and was like, wait a minute, this science and art, they have to go together. It was um, epiphany. Yeah. yeah. Big and, bang of the mind. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's very hard if you're not, you know, going to school for it to really get those, you know, get really deep into science and like know all the stuff. Even like the things accessible online, like, current scientific papers and stuff, they're all like behind paywalls. You need a subscription, you need mm-hmm. to like... What do you think about that though? Because I know you're talking about how, you're talking about how you need to have, uh, be literate in science to actually tell the story. Is that what you're, through your medium, you need to have a literacy in science? I, you, I mean, I just think everyone should have literacy every, in science. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But it's more important for you as, because you're going to be drawing those graphics for science like it's 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 like you you really have to be able to mix both oh i don't know if i am uh that's just like a personal interest of mine like yeah. i love just like medical and scientific illustrations as a thing and but i just had never thought of it in that perspective before you should put together a coffee table book of medical and scientific illustrations a lot of those exist and i own them do you think it's do you think it's getting easier to get into science without having an incredible math degree 
got to listen to Bill's I don't time. know. I'm not. I wouldn't be the person to ask about that. Well, I mean, we're we're even considering it, so it must be a little yeah. less intimidating. Oh. <laughs> I don't but know. there's like an anti-science backlash, especially in this country. Yeah, you know? And it's, yeah, like I think it might be harder to get into science because you're not encouraged not to, and you're encouraged to question it. And and the the way that like ideology plays is that uh, people treat like uh, people on the right, I guess, treat science like it's a religion, and they'll be like, hey, these are your tenets, this is your beliefs, this is your ideology, and it completely muddles the conversation to the point where you can't actually get anything done. Mm -hmm. Though in a lot of ways, science is a religion because it is a lot of it is I do just agree. theories. And their high priest is Neil Smoke the Grass Tyson, <laughs> right? barnacle on society. We're gonna, we're gonna fight. Needs to be scraped we're gonna, off. We're gonna yeah. blow out. I, I, I have just like kind of some input on that though. It's just like we have a lot of science-based like graphics, like literation, like you're saying, like illustration. But I don't see like too many for math or even like what I think is more important now is certain like coding, explaining coding through an illustration. Because I feel like this. Well, now we have that base now where more people, you have all these apps, like what is it, Hop, Hopscotch, and then there's Code Academy, where it's very easy for people to get kind of a handle of the basics of coding, but to explain that sort of through visuals would be something that people can get, there's also, what was it, like, people are now trying to convey synesthesia with mathematics, uh -huh. which mm. is, I, I saw something online that we were discussing, I don't know, I, I guess I kind of want to get your perspective on Sorry. that, because you look like you're about to jump out of your seat. Yeah. I'm going to keep talking just to make you a little <laughs> bit more, like, edgy, go ahead. <laughs> um, so, I should have mentioned this earlier, so yeah, the main reason why things like scientific illustration and can be so exciting is that there's a lot of people that... Some people can't learn. They can't read a wall of text and understand it. And mm -hmm. a lot of people can. And it's uh, like, people like me, I can't do that. And it's really frustrating. Um, the people who learn a lot more hands-on need something visual and tactile. And that's why, they, you know, there's, there's like those crazy, like, $3,000, like, scientific and anatomical, like, sculptures that you can, like, pull things out and, like, yeah, look at dolls. them. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. <laughs> those two. Um... <laughs> have, you, have you watched the documentary on real dolls? I watched Lars and the real doll or whatever. There, real doll. There's like Dave Cat. Yeah. About it, yeah, yeah. It's like it's more of an emotional relationship than yeah. anything, which is actually kind of just like your relationship yeah. with Jesus. Man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I love people's relationships <laughs> with sex toys. <laughs> yeah. Or, um, Sorry, what, what is it called when somebody falls in love with yeah, like um, a larger object, like the woman who fell in love with the Golden Gate Bridge? Oh. What's the term for that? Being um, an idiot. It, isn't it? Isn't it? It's uh, it's uh, uh, weird. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, no, no, it's actually. It's a judgment-free podcast. I'm just everybody. kidding. Come on now. I fucked a bridge once. Did you? There we go. Uh, Chandler. Yes. What is your favorite? Do you have a favorite organ or body part that you like to illustrate, <laughs> or that you favor? Uh, yeah, like the heart or the the undercarriage, <laughs> the taint. That, Yours that, is the undertaker. <laughs> that that whole the ecosystem gooch? underneath the human body. Sablon um, loves the undertaker. I'm uh, a really big fan of the stomach. I think the stomach's amazing. Okay. Um, I finished a book recently all about like the elementary canal, like how you eat and like how everything works in your body, and it's just like it's a whole different world. It's like it's like a it's like a body inside of your body, like it yeah. works on a different level. You it's wrote amazing. the book, or I read a book. Oh, no, a no, no. I have not. I don't want anyone on this pod listening to this podcast thinking I'm like anything 
amazing. I just have a big uh, interest in these in like medical and science illustrations. That is false. Chandler is amazing. Yes, if you haven't seen or checked out any of Chandler Moses' work, you can at wherever Chandler Moses can be located at because she has a lot of great work to show and a lot of cool things on, on science. Thank you. Um, That's true. It's not found you independently. Yeah. Yeah. All you really need is like a name. What? Yeah, I need to just like take everything down now. It's the internet. It's the world. <laughs> I know. Yeah. The internet's scary. It will be there forever, no matter what. So. I know. It's so scary. I mean, uh, the reason why I asked you, like, what's your favorite, like, organ to draw is because I saw one illustration of the heart that you drew that I thought was really interesting, and it's not necessarily, like, a hyper-realistic, um, at least in my perspective, of the, the actual human heart, but mm -hmm. it just has, like, a great character and great, like, taste to it. That actually wasn't a drawing. It was a screen print. Nice. Um, it's really big. I actually made that. It was a Father's Day gift because my dad does like heart doctor stuff. But um, it seemed like it was kind of one of those things like you don't know what to buy your parent for like their, yeah. their birthday or whatever. I'm like, whatever. I'm in school right now. I'll just draw something for it. Uh, that was kind of what it was. But um, yeah, it was super fun to draw. And um, I don't know, organs are really cool. Mm -hmm. Body parts are really cool. Favorite body part? Top three favorite body parts. <laughs> Top three favorite body Off parts? Yeah. Mine, thumb, mm -hmm. neck, epiglottis. What'd you say? I don't know. I think it's like a dinosaur and a body part mix. <laughs> 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 epidermis? Did you say, no, they said epidermis. <laughs> that's epidermis. Is that a piece? <laughs> epiglottis. It's just your skin with snot Epidural. on it. Mm. <laughs> Um, Top three favorite body parts. Vast difference. Nips. Nips. Ooh, pupils. Shit. And whatever that, like, whatever this, like, thing in the top of your lip is called. Yeah, like little nose bowl? Yeah, the club. Yeah, the nose bowl. I like fingernails. Fingernails are cool? Yeah. I'm a big fan of, like, the bottom of the spine. Oh, word? Who's here? Oh! Johnny! Right in time for the podcast. Johnny, that's a beer for me. I'm gonna Oh, we got better than beer, buddy. I don't do man. Oh. Johnny, Johnny. Oh, this is my friend Chandler from school. Hi. Hey, Chandler, this is Johnny. Nice to meet you. He's our resident guru. Like your, uh, Johnny. Here's Johnny. Johnny. Oh, wait. <laughs> Johnny, do you have any stories for us? Huh? Do you have any stories for us? About body parts. You have to give me a subject. We're talking Sal. about Sal. We're talking about Sal. Body Sal? Fat Sal. All right. Body parts. They used to be th these things called uh, dirt bombs. Uh -huh. They were bamboo shoots. Now, if you break off the bamboo shoot about six inches from the top of the bamboo, yeah. you have a good handle. Yeah, you you pull voice. the roots out, and it would be really heavy. Now, if kids were walking by that you didn't like, you take a fucking bamboo root shoot, uh -huh. and you launch it, hit him right in the fucking head. Now, I had the best aim that any fucking kid in my neighborhood ever had. And I used to fucking hit him right in the fucking head. So do not have an Amy contest with the Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Johnny. Appreciate that. Jesus. Jesus. It's a gunshot, but a gong happens. So. <laughs> That's definitely a gong. That's a gunshot gong. What's the sound of a bullet hitting a gong? This would be in the deleted scenes where everybody buys the DVD. Yeah. <laughs> the audio DVD. Yeah, when we kickstart. 
I had, I had a friend who released a music album on VHS. Really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, Was it cool? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. I asked him, guys. Willem with the good email. <laughs> So recently, Chandler and I went to see uh, Star Talk Radio Live with Mm -hmm. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Who's that? He is the New York's premier (laughs) astrophysicist slash science communicator. Sounds like a preacher. Well, in a way, he's kind of a preacher. And his church is the Hayden... Which I love. Oh my god. It's a great place. Yeah. If I could officially plug the new Dark Universe show, everybody should go to it. You seen it? No. But you should. It's great. They do this whole half half aerial shot and they represent the Big Bang. It's great. Right. They represent the lies we tell our kids. (laughs) There we go. Just be cool. Let's Just wait. There we go. We're gonna fight. Don't worry. We're gonna go. Let's ease into that one. But uh, but Chandler, what do you think right. about Dr. Tyson, who I think is a very important person who's doing Tyson. a very good thing that no one else is doing? Uh huh. I agree. True that. I agree. I think you know science communicators are invaluable, and I you know there's some problem with the like idea of the public uh, idolizing the scientists and not the science, but. That some people are just not gonna know otherwise. Like, he has mm. his TV show now, and, like, you know, some kid in the middle of bumfuck nowhere with terrible parents gets to watch a show, and maybe that show, he thinks it, the kid thinks it's awesome. Like, you'd be surprised at how, like, you know, one TV show, like, changes a kid's life or something like that. And um, in that regard, I think he's very important. I don't think it's a good idea to, you know, it's not that I idolize him. He like it, he goes out of his way when he's talking to make sure that you understand the science in layman's terms. And when he doesn't know something, he'll say it. He makes sure that like you don't. It's not that I like him. I love what like he says, and like it's all about what he's saying, you know. And he mm-hmm. and he understands that. He's not unaware of it. Um, he didn't. Also, it should be noted he didn't become like super famous until recently, and he's like how old? Like, he's 50s. been doing... Yeah. He's in his 50s, he's at least. Do yeah. you think he's in his 50s? I do. Yeah. I do. I he's, he's got, like, a yeah, teenager son. That dude looks younger than Lord, I'm telling you. I thought for a second, sidetrack to Lord. I think, I think Lord is, like, kind of ugly, but in a badass way. In an amazing you know? way. I yeah. love Lord. Yeah, I think she's great. Yeah. Yeah. At least she, we, I love Lord, and she has like two good songs too. Yeah. Well, at least so. we can agree on Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and now we'll briefly cut to some choice words oh, from Lord. Neil deGrasse Tyson on education. Students don't want to learn. But you'll never hear a teacher say, I suck at my job. <laughs> <laughs> the hubris prevents it. You think you're doing your job, and then when someone doesn't learn, you say it's their problem. And I. As a matter of principle, object to that notion. You just haven't thought long and hard enough about what receptors exist in that person for you to reach for, so that they can want to learn and then make that a joyous experience. The saddest moments I have are when I see someone struggling through school who does not like to learn. And these people generally wouldn't go to college, and their job options are restricted afterwards, and they just live life closed off from all the enlightenment that come their way. So 
you know, I've addressed teachers before, and you get the ones who are proud of their A students. They put forward their A student. Look, here's my A student. And I say to them, which angers them, I say, that student is straight A's, not because of you, but in spite of you. That's what straight A's means. It means you get an A in a class, no matter the talent of the teacher. That's why you got straight A's. That's what that means, by definition. So as a teacher, don't hand me your straight A students. Hand me your B students who were once C students, and you made that difference in their life. Or hand me the B student who became an A student because of you. Then, then, I, then you're displaying your teaching talents to me. Otherwise, we have nothing to talk about. And we're back. So Andy, what's your problem? Yeah, what the fuck is up, man? I think, <laughs> I mean, I agree with everything you guys say. I don't hate him too much, but he's like a barnacle on society, and he ruins the fun for everybody. <laughs> and mean? you just need to, like, you know how in, um... Uh, Carl Sagan did it? No, in, like, The Replacements, we need, like, a Shane Falco, Keanu Reeves to, like, scrape him off Stop, at the bottom man. of the boat and get society just going, going, going good, because... He does communicate, but I don't think he does communicate. I think I think he I think he talks to the people who already agree with him, and okay. talks down to people who don't. And I'm all for what his message is, but I think he's kind of an asshole. And thing and things like things like when what he tweet like when he tweeted after Gravity, like oh man, like this wouldn't happen and this wouldn't happen. I get where he's coming from, but the way it's like tone deaf at the same time. And I think someone like Carl Sagan did it better. Sure. And was more of like more of like a weird philosopher scientist than like Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's more like a Twitter scientist. Oh, yeah, that's real nice. We're gonna edit that out later. Uh, and <laughs> game three tonight. Also, Paul Pope has a new book coming out, Battle uh, Boy Battling too. Boy Two, that, that won't already, come out for the next six years. It already came out. Battling Boy with, with M oh, Battling Boy Two. You said two. I thought yeah, you said Battling. I was like, what? Okay, yeah. yeah. I should probably rebuttal. No rebuttal? We're going straight to Paul Pope? No, no we're going to edit that out. No, no, no. Can I add on what he said? No. What Please do. No, 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 because yeah, there, there's, a, there's a certain extent where he's right. If you look at him and compare, like... <laughs> no, small. it's true. It's true. No, we had this discussion last week, like, right after the podcast. It's like... No, wrong. If you... If you look <laughs> at the difference between Cosmos then with Carl Sagan and Neil deGrasse Tyson now... Better soundtrack is, now. There is a... I'll, I'll disagree with that. Oh, but there's a meet in the middle on, like philosophy and science in the original cosmos like mm -hmm. there is an actual deliberate like kind of handout gesture to be like okay this is where religion took its steps to achieve sort of the scientific like uh advancement right and he does do it here but it's directly like out of the gate with the first episode the guy's mm -hmm. just like you know this guy was a, was a monk and now he's saying these are the, these are the extents of the universe but in the original cosmos it's like well, these two things live side by side yeah. harmoniously, and how can we continue that? Because it actually continues the cycle of how science is like kind of. I don't think anymore. religion, the old cosmos, just making making apple pie. Well, that's all it's oh. about. And that's but that's. You want to make it scratch? I'm not saying this is this is wait wait before you read too much into that. I'm not saying contact. I am. I contact was that though. That was awesome. You ever read contact? Real weird. If you read it like if you read it like it's a microcosm. Of Sagan's like mind, 
He's got like this place in New York where it's like where it's just this hedonist place that's behind a wall. It's called like Jericho or something. No, or like Sodom. And it's like this place that the billionaire owns. And everybody from like New York and across the world come there to just go and get in orgies and stuff. You just read it like Sagan's mind. It's amazing. Mm. Yeah. What I'm saying is, yeah, what is Jesus. <laughs> hey, I'm hey, not hey, hey. sorry. Sorry, dude. cut that out. I'm not I'm saying. Dying. I'm not saying I agree with like. You know, I'm not. I'm not a very religious person. You don't believe but in I'm, physics. I believe no, but I believe more in science. I believe that like the, there's with science there is a bit of rationality where there there's going to be an admittance. You know, there's going to be a point where like okay, we might be wrong on this, but we're willing to test. You know, the, the fallibility of this theory. Mm -hmm. Where in religion, there's not so much. It's more of just belief, and you stick with that belief, and you continue with it. Even though in Catholicism, they do have their own like scientific sect, whatever those studies are for. Okay. Yeah. So what I'm getting to is, is that within Carl Sagan's uh, series, there was more of a point to say we have to embrace, which is what Andy got back a little, like a little bit more eloquently back last week, that there's more of an embrace. Come and learn this side of the science from the philosophy and continue on forward with us because there is a point to make, and you can still withhold those beliefs yeah. as long as you're willing to embrace those facts. It is touched upon in this cosmos, but it's not reinforced, and it's it's consistently like. I, I just I mean, don't. I didn't see it as much. Well, yeah, Chandler. She's guys say something. talk to him. Brief, brief show. I have so yeah. many. He's such a bad guy right now. Show life. I'm I'll fuck you, man. <laughs> Go. Leave me to drive. Straw man. Talk to I don't her. even know where to start. Um, <laughs> first of all, right now. You're asked, so the question started about what do you think about Neil deGrasse Tyson, and this only became a discussion about the different differences between Cosmos. Cosmos, what it is, is uh, it's a TV show, and a TV show like Sagan's Cosmos, I don't think would ever make it on TV now. Nope. It wouldn't. The only reason I think Cosmos is on right now is that the, what... Who's the executive producer? Is Seth, Seth McFarlane? Mc because, like, graphics? Seth McFarlane has a boner for him and, like, got the show right. made. And... That, and <laughs> well, that could arguably be a negative thing. All right, well, right. Which, which I have a whole problem with when he, like... But I don't want to touch that because I'm not getting on a Seth McFarlane discussion. But, um... I don't... In the show... He never explicitly says anything bad about religion, but he does talk about that there were monks and whatever, you know, religious people who figured out all these scientific things, but he doesn't go into it because he doesn't want to, because he doesn't want religion to be any part of the science, which has to, which, that's what it is. Like, you, you can't get, let the religion in, but he does, that's why he talks about science and he's very, like, he uses all these words like, uh, holy, like, spiritual experience. Like, he doesn't not mm. engage that with it. But, um, he, uh, I don't know, if you ever hear him talk outside of just the one TV show, he does many, many things. Again, he's been doing stuff for 40 years before anyone ever heard of him. Do you think he's ever dropped acid? Oh, I'm sure he, like, a million times. He's a scientist. He can just do metal rod sets in his mind and then experience the infinite. Well, okay, I will, I will, I'll, I have one more thing to say, okay. though. Okay, all right, fine. One more thing. Again, it's not him, it's what he's saying. I've never met the guy. He could be a total douchebag, and I literally have no idea. There's, you know, people who become sort of, you know, celebrities, there's some, you know, there's a narcissistic element there, it, hands down, 
regardless. But, like, again, it's not about him, but his communication is important, like, what he's doing. And, and yeah. last thing, all this communication, we're all, what, in our 20s, I assume? I'm 47. <laughs> well, except for Grandpa over here, we're all in our 20s and whatnot, and uh, we've... I think are beginning to have like understandings of life and beliefs and stuff. A lot of what he's saying is going to kids and should go to kids. It's all about younger people yeah. mm-hmm. that, you know, again, Cosmos is on Fox and it's in 187 countries and uh-huh. it's reaching like a humongous audience. And every yeah. time I watch it, I'm like, wouldn't it be great if, you know, a 10 year old with a terrible home life got to see this and it made him like feel like he wants to and do something. And made a cattle prod to like use on his dad when he's beating his mom. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm, wait, 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 wait. I want to end on this though. But don't end. I haven't put my piece in yet. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I think that from episode one, we were all really surprised when Neil deGrasse Tyson fired shots at religion. Yeah. He really blat- I think he is very blatantly taking the fight yeah. to the church. But no one else is, really. Like, Bill Nye Lyman. is. What? Lyman. No, yeah, Bill Nye is, but... Why do you need to take the fight to the church, though? Because if you take the because fight, then it's a crusade. And if it's a crusade, you're not going to get any Thank converts. You. Thank you. But we've been doing this... For hundreds of years, and we've gotten nowhere. Look where we are now. now with our gasoline and explosion-based space travel. Okay, I think I think I, someone, someone has to. Let me bring religion. Let me bring religion into this. I'm just saying, someone's got to yeah. fight the good fight, and, and and he is. And let me bring religion into this. Mm-hmm. So when uh, Neil smoked yeah, the grass, Tyson. When he, when, when he... Have some, have some combative respect when Neil Tyson <laughs> Thank you. made his Faustian pact and was talking to Satan, <laughs> and, and when Devil was like, yo, man, so what do you want for your soul? And he's like, I want to become a science celebrity and teach the world about science. You think the Devil just went, laughed at him and said, all right. So what do you what do you propose? No. What do you propose, Andy? I do you am... want to eliminate our, our only oh. our only scientific communicator in the media? Shit. No, man, I got Radio Lab. <laughs> <laughs> but but we're talking about not to damn ourselves, but yeah. when we really listen to podcasts, like our look, we do, but yeah. the general populace, well, children uh, don't. Okay, for example, do uh, the children don't. Chil- the no, children. No, for, example, for example. For example, something like uh, something like the Joe Rogan podcast. It doesn't care. Doesn't matter how you feel about it, but it reaches more people than CNN reaches. Uh huh. I kind of just made that up. But but no, I I think it has more of a lasting impact. It's like it's like ten million a month or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of people. That's true, and it does, and it, and I will say about the Joe Rogan podcast, or or podcast for example, that they do tend to, to reach people in like young adults who have some form of influence or will have it soon. Yeah, and that is influential and important. Yeah, certainly. So, but that's why Neil deGrasse Tyson's podcast is it's, important. It's not. Look, I was never saying that Carl Sagan can make what he could do yeah, now. Did. No, I didn't say <laughs> Carl Sagan. <laughs> no, that's not what not, he said. That's not what I said. I didn't say Carl Sagan could do what he did now. <laughs> what I was saying is the content of what he did could be restructured the same way that we're applying all of our ability to do what Neil deGrasse Tyson is doing now. It's great what Neil deGrasse Tyson is saying. I love the new Cosmos. I'm fully behind it. I'm the direct audience that's going for it. Mm-hmm. But the importance of what I'm saying with the original Cosmos is it extended a learning hand to somebody who would never fucking want to watch 
science in general, someone who wouldn't give a shit. There's a certain gray area and importance where you want to invite somebody who's just, oh man, I'm gonna sit back and chew tobacco, fuck my wife, and praise God. Like, of course that person is not. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, it's important. But what I'm saying is, like, we want those people to start being interested, at least to a marginal respect, to a point. We're, I think it's important. You don't want to just leave people in the dark. That we're no better than they are instead of trying to covet us into the darkness of religion or whatever, however you fucking believe. This is for Don, right, this is for Donnie the editor. I think I think it's important to be as like even better than they are. This is see, like, just we to need see to be inviting. Just to see if you said what you actually said or didn't. This is an onslaught rewind. There's a, there's a certain extent where he's right. If you look at him compare, like, <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. No, in the original cosmos, it's like, well, these two things live side by side yeah. harmoniously, and how can we continue that? Because it actually continues the cycle of how science is like kind of. I disagree a little bit. I don't think you know the 50 year old religious nutcase who's just like drinking beer and praising God all day is the audience who needs to. No. Change a little bit. I think I want them to. That would I, be nice. Nice. let me finish. You Why? want them to, but it's not gonna happen. No. But that guy has a kid, and you can change that kid because that kid doesn't isn't like you know fifty years old yet. Um, and that's. I mean, this goes back to the whole thing: how like you need to like perform education entirely in this country and make kids excited about learning, and not just blindly follow what they're you know weird church in their town does. I don't really know anything about how churches work. What if science is their church and someone's saying that in a religious podcast right now on the flip side of the world in Missouri? Is this, a, is this a Missouri? <laughs> Missouri? Mm-hmm. What if? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. God. Out in the possum podcast. Yeah, exactly. That's what they be saying. Oh, God. Where did these people go wrong? These liberal elites in New York City who are creatives, who don't add anything to uh, the social capital of the end of the world. They just make shit that exists online in a fake world. These idiots. (laughs) I would say that person is an idiot, and I don't really know why you brought that up. But, uh... There you go. Okay. Okay. I'm just playing a character. All right, all right, okay. So wait, 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 though. What do you propose, Andy? Huh? What's your solution? Yes, you can. Question. Raise your hand if you've seen the episode of The Current Cosmos. My arm hurt. Three out of seven people with, ex- you except haven't seen an four episode. with Sablon's hurt arms. No, no, no. I, it's just a question. I'm from t- It's just a question. You haven't seen an episode. Is there seven? I saw the first so one. Oh, so ra- one episode. episode. Yeah, if you've seen an episode, yeah. raise your oh, hand. Oh, and. I thought you said the newest, newest one. No, an episode of it. So... Everyone except the one who well, has seen no, it? I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Okay. You must have seen me watching it at lunch at least. You have faith. So six out of seven people have seen an episode. Now, raise your hand if you learned one thing from that episode. Nobody raised their hand. <laughs> oh, I forgot about your astrophysics degree, Andy. Yeah, oh, I got it. You didn't learn one thing. I went to the planetarium and I saw the planetarium show that yeah. Whoopi Goldberg did the VO for. Oh yeah, it's everything amazing. Egotter. There's a new one oh, on the record. She's yeah. the only, the sole egotter. What you wear an Oscar for? Uh, uh, ghost. Purple rain. <laughs> the Nickelodeon big help. Sister Act 2. Listen, we're not it's trying not to... It's not about him. It's about learning. And the fact that people are learning a little bit outside of like a school setting 
is necessary and important. Like, you know, one of my favorite shows is growing up, like, the Magic School Bus. I, like, yeah. still, like, yeah. how... Seatbelts, everyone! Uh, Fair like... I learned how they, like, clean, like, you know, how, like, the whole, like, cleaning water, like, used water system yeah. functions. I'm like, I still think about it, like, all the time. You know what's crazy? <laughs> is this, this is making us look old because, okay, I have, like, these nephews and they're, like, kids. And, um, they have, you know. Pardon? Wait, I kids? And, shit, oh. and they watched it like that on their own volition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they'll learn, they'll have a question about the world and they'll go on YouTube and figure it out, and I yeah. think that's amazing, more amazing than having a TV show, that it's a, like almost, people have taught people how to do anything they want. I always say that I've learned more about doing my job here by Russian kids on YouTube than by anything in college. Mm -hmm. And I think that yeah. the, the argument that like stuff should be on TV or shouldn't be on TV is kind of moot because we've, we've made the education ourselves on things like YouTube. Yeah. So TV is moot. I, th I, th I think in the sense that, that, that TV, it, the broadcasting of TVs in the public trust and like the FCC oversees that public trust is completely new. Yeah, mm. I think it doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah, I think the only benefit that TV has in, in, in like a learning capability is like the, if you have like a really high budget, like so this goes back to learning through visuals. Some people can't just, you know, seeing like the whole thing happen in front of them, they can like remember it, how it works visually, and, uh, you know, that's how they learn. And watching, like, a 20-minute tutorial on YouTube can be so boring. Like, I'm just like, I Unless don't want to learn Russian this. Accent, <laughs> then it's awesome. You're talking about FBS Russian? <laughs> that's the worst. But, uh, you know, you have, you get people who are trained, again, in doing good visualizations and good, like, graphs and stuff in, in a way that... Um, really helps you form a full idea of what is happening instead of just saying, oh, the cell uses osmosis to bubble in a word. And you're like, what the fuck does that yeah. mean? What's, like, what's the one scientific fact that you wish every single person on the planet knew and took seriously? It's a good question. Um... I mean... Uh, genetically modified organisms aren't inherently bad, and I. That's a, that's a very good one. That's a very good answer. But I, GMOs and organic, but, and or vegan, uh, and uh, gluten free. I'm a rich person in my country. Everything is genetically modified, and it's true. Without genetically modified organisms, we wouldn't be able to feed the planet. Not that we can, but we could with mm -hmm. genetically modified organisms. Sorry, Jason, what were you saying? No, I was just going to make a point too. That's a like what she talked about earlier uh, about why television in comparison to someone actually going to YouTube and finding an answer for themselves. With television, I can get an answer to something I actually didn't think to, to ask. And that's mm. kind of nice. So I get on there and I get all these things answered. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even think to, now you just open a path and I could just follow. Uh, can I also Very say cool. that, you know, not, you know, we live in a very, uh, you know, one, you know, New York's probably in like the top whatever cities in the world. It's a very progressive, amazing city. Not a lot of people have computers. Not a lot of people have yeah. access to watching YouTube tutorials. Bro. But a Bro. lot of Bro. people Bro. have Bro. access to Fox. Fox shows, are, you see them around the world. Yeah. And... Because mm. the people who do have cable only have 24 channels. And well, I'm only, talk, I'm only talking about white middle-class Americans when I say people. <laughs> <so>. There aren't <laughs> any other people, I thought. <laughs> Those racials don't exist. <laughs> They're not people. 
So, um, yeah. Keep us going, man. All right, yeah. I have kind of a philosophical quandary to ask you guys because I have to go to the bathroom. Okay. Um, what do you think happens when you die, Andy? Uh, you become worm food. Clockwise, Connor. Yeah, I think you rot. Yeah. That's kind of clockwise. No, that's clockwise. Jason. Um, I would agree that I would rot, but I would hope that I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. So you'd be filled with formaldehyde. Yeah. You wouldn't rot. I mean. What happens when we die? What happens when we die? We go to heaven, baby. Yeah! yeah. We have to go to heaven. Praise him, all people. How about you, Donnie? I, um... I think that... Well, okay, speaking of the entire subject, for example, religion is based on faith. Uh-huh. And with facts, there is no faith. Uh -huh. I myself am personally agnostic, but I will not pretend to know what happens when you die. You look like an agnostic, you know that? I'm just open to the idea oh, that I'll get robes and wings. That's is, that, is that so bad that maybe I'm like, okay, maybe. No, I'm, a, I'm an agnostic as well. Yeah, it's just, it's just none of us can possibly know. Do you like Dr. Pepper? Yeah. Oh, I, I've been known to like a microwave Dr. Pepper with lemon. Wait, a microwave Dr. Pepper? What's that taste like? What? With lemon? Fantastic. Wait, wait. Warm Dr. Pepper? I've never heard anybody microwaving any soda, so this is, one, I'm already intrigued. Uh -huh. well, two, the lemon is a little garnish that's gonna put me over. Maybe, maybe. Heaven is here on no, Earth. Really <laughs> Pro tip for the people at home, heaven is here on Earth. It's a microwave Dr. Pepper. Do it about like a minute, like 30. Not in the can. Test, test your microwave strength. 30 seconds to a minute. Get a lemon, cut it up, squeeze as much as you can in there, drop it in, drink it. It's fantastic. Me and my mom watch all of Deadwood on Dr. Pepper with lemon. It's the best. Everybody should Microwave try. Dr. Pepper. Now, Chandler, what do you think happens when you die? Your body rots. That is basically. What like happens to you? Well, what happens to me? In a, in a universe so infinitely grand that we may have a multiverse. She, she lives on forever on the internet as the person who made How to HJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, what happens when I die? What do you want to happen when you die? I wake up in the Matrix. Well, we've spoken on no this way. before, and I'm convinced that is what we're. Or wake up not in the Matrix, like wake up in the real world. Gotta hang out with that woman. Not, like, not like this. So. Which yeah, which which life would you play next? It's not like this. If you woke up like and you were and like you were this. like in a virtual reality chair, uh -huh. and they're like, "Wow, oh, I got a high score. What do you want to do next? What game would you play next?" Be Arnold oh. Schwarzenegger. You would just be straight up. I would live his life. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I, I would love there to be that many options. Yeah, I'd just live his life. Since I was like really little, I always wondered, like my, you know, when you start, you start thinking about those ideas, mm -hmm. I'm always like, what if I like, uh, I, I guess I was around like 12, like what if I just woke up tomorrow and this was all a dream and I'm like six again. Right. So the mm. whole thing about if this isn't our current reality, if you're whatever reality you wake up in, how old are you going to be? Right. It's not because you know how like a dream feels like days and like, you wake you know it's like thirty seconds. I think you probably have to be at least twenty one in order to access um, an entire lifetime. Yeah, those, if you were six experiencing an entire lifetime and you were six years yeah, old. Yeah, but what virtual reality stuff. chair is that advanced? 
Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I don't mean that there's restrictions. I just mean like what, what if, well, what if, what if animal farm simulations are very What if the future society? Like made you like one of the like I just you know the Chinese dudes who made the tunnels through the Rockies, or made you like like right. one of the one of the slaves in ancient Egypt, uh-huh. where you build the pyramid, and then it was just to teach you humility to live in the society that is outside this world. Interesting. You know what I'm they put you through all these these struggles and like these ups and downs through this life, just as you're a kid there, so that you can be a good citizen. That's interesting. And I mean, how long could you possibly last? Building the pyramids, like thirty years? Yeah, not that. It's not that bad. Not no, that bad? less than that, man. I'd, I'd be gone at like eighteen. Drinking beer, moving stones, watching yeah. apocalypse movies. Drinking around. beer. Right. Well, that's how they built the pyramids. Beer, it's liquid bread. Uh huh. Hmm. True. Also, about how crazy would that be, though? That would be. That's interesting, actually. Chandler, what do you think? What about simulations as education? Mm-hmm. They're cool. I'm into it. <laughs> um, do you think the Oculus Rift could be used to do any of this? Oh yeah, well, there's tons of um, um, th- like 3D simulations for like like surgeons mm-hmm. and stuff really? like That's that. True. Yeah. Oh, I've been so rude, Willem. What happens when you die? Oh, yeah. Um, go to France. You just go. To <laughs> <laughs> I think I think when you die, you just like just. It's like a multiverse thing, so then, like Chandler was saying, you just go back to your next consciousness, and you just start living that life. And you just keep on going until you die at, like, 13, then you go to the next one, and maybe you live to 78, and then you go to the next one. It's just, like, infinitely living the same life to different, like, ends. And what happens when heat death? What happens when heat death occurs in the universe, and there are no more lives to choose from? What the fuck does that mean? What's heat death? Heat death death is when all the stars... We should know if you like Neil deGrasse Tyson so much. Uh, I didn't say I like him that much. He's a fucking dick. Sorry, it's when all the stars expend all their energy and all the energy is expended in the universe and it's just black holes for like a couple well, that's just years within and, okay. and nothing else can happen. I'm not Anything here to like... Just... Well, no, but that's within that universe. Yeah, so you, you, attack our just... you go in the next Jesus. consciousness of the next universe and you just live it out until as far as you can. Well, then what happens? And oh, you just listeners. go into the next universe where you're alive and you live it. So maybe you just keep dying as a baby. Just like I feel like every day we die within like that multiverse kind of theory, and you just go to the next one. Like I could get hit by a car tomorrow, and then I'll go into the next life, and I'm gonna live until the next day. Every day I until die. you can like live. A, it until like you're, 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 you're rock band. Every day I die as, as I lie dying. Judgment. Yeah. Every day oh, I die. You just, religion thing, you just guys. make. You just make it a little... It's not a religion thing. It's, it's just... Religion. I don't know. It's a theory thing. In reality, I mean, you probably just... Like, everybody else in this table is just rotten. Why, why, can't, why, can't, why can't we just... When we die, why can't we just join the oneness that is the universe that is making us... Universal consciousness? Why can't we just join the universal consciousness, hang out with the machine elves... I'm like, I'm like, go talk to people who are DMT tripping more than Well, if I did wake up in another consciousness, I wouldn't want to be like a human. I want to be like, you know, like a cheetah or a bird or I, something. I would want to be like That's an old crow. You know, like making potions. Be a lion. Like, you know, like who the fuck on, makes actually, potions? Yeah. Crones, so you want to be in like medieval, like a, medieval like a, times? No, like a cosmic crone, like the fates. I want to be like an extra galactical alchemist. Yeah, like spinning people's yarns with their fate and then like making potions. You want to be what? a Greek myth? Yeah, actually. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. hilarious. I don't want to be Sisyphus, though. That sucks. Aren't we all Sisyphus? Yeah, I know, right? We had a picture of Sisyphus on the wall for a what while. What the fuck? What does Sisyphus look like? I don't have a picture of well, him. Well, he's tight and pushes the stone up the... I know, but there's no like, picture of him. He's covered in hair. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, he has skin? 
He's Presumably. got great pecs, that's for sure, though. Works out. All that stone lifting. That's true. Mid launch features on and off. Again, we didn't talk about one thing on our. Did you just talk about like, all the things? Yeah, we didn't talk about any of the things. Yeah, we didn't talk about. Uh, Why don't we just start so, going through it as a list? So, Chandler, I, I hear you like kaiju. Kaiju. Rather than ask you about that, mm-hmm. I think we should all. Andy, if you were going to make a kaiju movie. Uh huh. Give me one kaiju you want to be in. So it has to be an existing one? No. You can create a kaiju if you want to. Just describe it for me. Whoa. Nice. Yeah. I just want to make one that has Angiris in because he never got his due. In who? Like Angirius? Like Angula? Explain that to the audience. It's it's the stupid Ankylosaurus monster from Godzilla who always gets his ass kicked. Yeah. Mm. I would. I just want. I would want him to have his deal. That would be nice. Yeah. He Ch- needs it. Chandler, what would you? Who would you want to be fighting the Zangira creature? Mm. I'm a huge. Uh, ooh, I love Ghidorah and Destroya. Oh yeah. Um, they're classics. Um, of course. But uh. <laughs> I don't really like fighting and That's my thing. Like, I want a giant monster movie that isn't about fighting the giant monster. Like, I want the giant monsters to be like characters. You know? Interesting. I want them to have like personalities and you Points follow them view. around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's just because like I'm a huge dork and I love like animals with personalities. Like I love the Lion King. And oh, that's like super that. valid. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of the appeal of Godzilla. Well, they it? have personalities. There's, a, there's movies yeah. where they talk to each other. How does that go? Dinobots. Well, depend- okay, are you watching it in a Japanese theater or a U.S. theater? U.S. theater. Yeah. U.S. theater, it's just a weird radio signal mix with someone doing a bad view over being like, hey, Godzilla. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh. But if you're in a Japanese theater, it has little bubbles with Japanese characters over there. No way. Uh-huh. That can't be true. Yeah, and in Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster, a big plot point is that the Mothra larva has to speak for the people and convince Rodan and Godzilla to fight the giant space demon. Isn't that what the hula dancers are for? Talking for Mothra? Well, they talk for Mothra. They talk from the people to Mothra, Mothra to, Mothra to the monsters. And that is where, because Mothra is uh, Kaiju Jesus, mm-hmm. and that's where Kaiju Jesus converts Godzilla, which is the representation of man, right. to fight for the good cause. And the, Ghidra is Satan, the multi-headed dragon in the sky. So you're saying oh, yeah. if I looked up a Japanese Godzilla movie, there would be word bubbles yes. with kanji yes. describing what the characters were saying. Absolutely. Uh, listeners, sky game. listeners Absolutely. if this if this could possibly ever be true, the screenshots will be available on the show notes. Oh, it's true. <laughs> let's, 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 talk about, well, let's talk about Mothra as, as Jesus of the Kaijus. Please. Well, I mean, I just said my why is he the Why is he the Jesus of the country? Because the fairies call him, and then he comes and rescues exactly. everyone. All the fairies call him, but, uh-huh. he, but he always dies and resurrects uh, to save humankind. Sure, uh, you know you got. I mean, uh, and that's pretty much it. Godzilla. I mean, Godzilla died. Godzilla came back. No, when in the yeah. first film, yeah, Godzilla, yeah. they used the oxygen yeah. destruction device Godzillas. on Godzilla. Different Godzillas. Okay, tell me about that. Well, the. Yeah, the first Godzilla always died at the auction destroyer, but all the Godzillas after it are in the Showa era is a different Godzilla, mm-hmm. and each era is a different Godzilla. Are so any like, of these Godzuki? 
No. Godzuki was just for the cartoon. Fuck Godzuki. No, I've seen a live action Godzuki. Wait, where's live action Godzuki? Yes, there is a live action Godzuki. There was a he he fell into a pit. Uh huh. He led a bunch of humans into a pit. I promise you, this exists. Doesn't exist. Well, I I suppose you would know, but I remember it very vividly. You got Manila, who's the fucked up looking Godzilla baby. That might be it. Who can blow smoke rings? That's That's what I'm thinking about. Godzuki can fly. I did not know that. Mm. That's okay. Um, What's yeah. your kaiju? My kaiju? Oh. I would want oh, in a kaiju. I would want to see a mammalian kaiju a little bit. King Caesar. King Caesar. But King Who's Caesar King is Caesar? actually a golem. God, I know too much about. But that. I, mean, I know, but but that's because like King Caesar is like a food dog, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I obviously know everything about King Caesar, but for the listeners, who is King Caesar? It's like a monster with a dog face. You ever see? Like, you know, like a food dog. Didn't they do King no. Kong versus Godzilla? The, they did. Like yeah, it's the, amazing. Like it's the, the, the lion creatures that are like outside of you know like Chinese temples and stuff. Like they're like the I could draw one. They have like the search food dog. I don't know what to Google best, it. The best part about King Caesar though is that he's in Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, and uh, they have to wake him up from his slumber, mm-hmm. and it's literally like. A six-minute song that someone sings on the beach with maybe three shots repeated for six minutes. Mm-hmm. They just eat up that fucking running time. Is it a good song? Can you sing it? Oh god, it's awful. <laughs> no, it's just her yelling, singing King Caesar. Maybe we'll have the, maybe we'll have the King Caesar song after the credits. Yeah, we should. We'll do that at the end of the episode. Jesus Christ. I mean Mothra. <laughs> we had Mothra in the new one a little bit, right? I haven't seen it. What? This little, uh, in, the, in the cage, yeah. Oh, Chandler, yeah. have you seen the new one? Yeah. What do you think of... I mean, I know you're a big fan of Kaiju in the Abstract. What do you think of the new Godzilla? <laughs> kaiju in the Abstract. What's the name of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> kaiju in the Abstract. Um, I mean, like, everyone hated it, but I, I didn't... Like... I went to see a movie that had, like, you know... I went to see an American version of Godzilla, and I pretty much got what I came for. Sure. It, it was... I thought my the honestly everyone's like oh it, it you know there was enough monster fighting and like it got really boring and I just think the answer to that was like cut twenty minutes out of it just like cut twenty minutes of the talking out of it Great then it'll amazing. feel less long and like you know you get it, it, it would be fine twenty minutes shorter that's I it. heard that's I heard it. only the Japanese guy says Godzilla in the movie oh and he says it a lot he's, the only, he's the like, only person who says Godzilla he was like. And no one questions yeah. it. It's yeah. yeah, I love it, dude. I oh man, that's exactly what it should. Be. It I must. I it. mean, it must. Andy, now, like the original, like, the original Japanese Godzilla films, they probably can't be held as pinnacles of filmmaking. How would you think the the American Godzilla compares to the Japanese ones in terms of everything? Uh, man, I think it's I think it's pretty much par for the course because the old Japanese filmmaking always did all kinds of weird shit. To just like you know, get kids butts and seats sure. and stuff, and so like the the new uh, Godzilla movie is pretty much like the epitome of the American blockbuster right now. It's like it's got all kinds of you know father issues mm-hmm. and like dour characters and like a muted color palette, mm-hmm. and it's just like such a downer. And it's so it's so cerebral and it's so deep. It's very but it's not yeah. You know? and it's it, like. It's very like grim, dark, you know, like the yeah. Dark Knight and stuff. Like mm. it's it's so very approved by the so bourgeois. Like, you know, I see. It's, a, it's got the bourgeois approval and like the Christopher Nolan stamp. 
Right. Exactly, man. That's that's a great way to try that's the thing, combat. Which is with something <laughs> try that, with something that dark, you need really good actors and Brian Cranston was the only good actor in it. Like that yeah. main guy, yeah. like I didn't even realize that he was kick-ass kick after. I was like, I know this guy's face, but like... His, his sad and face that makes no discernible shape in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting way to put it. Big, big old... I've said it before. It's just I feel like the good. worst part is they depicted him as a father and yeah. husband. I was like, man... Well, he is a father and a husband. His wife's Yeah, but four. still, though, in the movie, I'm like, shut up. I just saw you in kick-ass. Like, how'd you develop so fast? Where's hit girl? Muscles don't make you nothing. Sure, plus that actor, he's <laughs> negatively charismatic. Yeah, yeah he's, he's got the charisma of a wet sock. He has the charisma now. of a 16-year-old boy, which is what Kick is supposed exactly. to be, and that's why he was good in it. So what, what pisses you off, Connor? About that film? Yeah. Okay, so he's on a bomb squad. Right. Correct? How does, how does he know the skydive out of an airplane almost immediately and know so much about this monster that he's taken onto the specialty team? I mean, we're all big fans of Jeff Corbett here, I assume. I, I don't that really wingsuit, yeah, okay. wingsuit gentlemen. Yeah. Oh, Jeb Corliss. Yeah. yeah. Sale. <laughs> See, you do know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I love how uh, in Jeb Corliss's interviews, he's always like so fake excited, and you can tell his wife is like, I am so fed up with this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ever, you, he it, wants to marry a man who can fly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. What's the issue, Jeb? I don't know. It's, it's a bummer that Brian Cranston never got to see Godzilla, also, I think. You know, we were all kind of waiting for that. But it wasn't Godzilla that killed his wife, so he doesn't give a shit. Oh my god. I'm so glad. I don't have to see the movie now. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh, you. Here's the thing. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie. I said, like, you should have said it. Oh, well, you did. Yeah, yeah, I did. And everybody's like, wow, wow, fuck you. Here's the movie. It's yeah. well established on the Well, Willem, if you had listened to our other episodes of the podcast, you would know. Yeah, we've already gotten to that point. I guess you're not as much of a fan as we thought you were. Nope, just last episode when I first came on. That's all I give a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> so how's Tyrion Lannister going to get out of this one? I haven't seen the newest episode. Right. Don't not, don't uh, say a fucking does, thing. It does not involve Tyrion Lannister at all. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's all at the wall. It's all awesome. Yeah. Okay. I feel like Tyrion Lannister is like uh, the Marmaduke of Westeros. <laughs> okay. He's always just like getting on the couch and getting his dirty dog shit everywhere. <laughs> but he always gets out of it somehow because the guy oh, who's running the house yeah. is such an idiot, you know? So he's going to get out of it. He's just going to walk fucking outside. He's just going to, I guarantee that the way he gets out is he just walks away. Interesting. I'm just going to leave it at that. Anybody have any disputing? Yeah, I do. I read the books, so I should probably stay out of it. You what? I've read the book, so I should probably stay out. You should stay out of it. You shut up. <laughs> oh, it's like it's like no, 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 no. Movie. Oh. <laughs> talked about it. From yeah, but we watched it. Come on, not yeah, everyone heard you. Something. That's not fair. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. saying. I'm making the announcement now. I so don't think it's fair it. to compare a summer blockbuster movie to like Game of Thrones. Perspective. Life's yeah. blockbuster. It's perspective. Especially because Andy's been calling it for months. You've been calling Brian Cranston's involvement in the movie for months. Oh, yeah. So it's not exactly a spoiler alert here. Well, I, I've, I've been gone from the office for months. I can read Pants then with my hands. I know, I know when he's going out in time. Pants talk? <laughs> yeah. You know, Pants done, and then his you know his partner, Jesse the Pink Man. Yeah. He's going to be in the uh, new Dark Tower film. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? Playing. He's playing that guy who comes from from our reality and ends up in the Dark Tower universe. Oh, really? You know, you know who? You know who wait, 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 wait. Brian Cranston or Jesse Pinkman? Jesse Pinkman. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, he's a really good guest. I could kind of see it. Jesse Pinkman is about the same height as the guy who plays Jon Snow. 
How tall is that? Wait, how do you know short? Five six. John Snow's short. Yeah, yeah, he's very short. Most actors are. That's a good point. Most actors are short. Not everybody gets everything. And most rappers are short too. Who's short? Oh my God! Oh, who's short? Short rapper. Little Wayne. I have a story. Just name short rappers. DMX, Ja Rule, Lil Wayne, motherfucking Gilly the Kid, Kendrick Lamar, like short, Schoolboy Q, short. Who else is short? Can, wait, can I tell a story? Everybody here. Little Poopy's uh, 10 years old. He Daniel has a story. I was I was at my friend's house the other day and we we're like, let's see what's on TV, like basic cable, whatever, and uh Miss USA was on and like yeah. I forgot it was a thing that happened and I guess it was like the musical performance and I was like I was saying they're like really confused, like who is that? And I realized it was Nelly. Nelly is the like shortest he was so short and I was like Nelly what happened to you because I've been on a Nelly kick recently listening to like all of his hits and I was just like you got like king of the hill did he he swipe any of the contestants butts with his credit card no it was like him and like two people I don't think I've ever seen before other members the same way to text maybe uh, probably. It must be your body because it ain't your sash. I'm also not great at like knowing what all musical people I listen to look like but I was like that's Nelly. Sometimes I'm disappointed when I know what they look like. <laughs> Nelly reaches like a little bit. Who disappointed you? Um, I don't. I don't want to say names. They might meet them. Because they're listening to them. They're yeah, listening. They're so listening you want to remain a fan, and you just don't want to see their face. Exactly. Yeah, I got it. That's no, fair. I, I totally get that. Yeah. That's fair. No, I understand. That's the Casey Kasem uh, conundrum. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I did not know the, Casey Kasem played Shaggy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. He was Shaggy and Scooby Doo. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, I'm sorry he's having so much trouble. Oh man, I just remember my. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. That was yeah. fucking spooky. My childhood right? listening to Casey Kasem with uh, four non-blondes playing, and me thinking it was Cher for like years. <laughs> that's how I remember Casey Kasem. <laughs> just throwing that out there, kind of drunk. <laughs> In Gatlinburg. Oh my I'm god. This is Ryan James Dio. Oh, dude, he was short. Six feet under. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's terrible, fucked. but okay. No, he was short. He was always a little guy. He's like four foot eight. No, no, he's he's definitely at least five five three. Just a rainbow on the door. All right, is Prince short? What? Really? Prince is not short. Prince is no, really? Short. I, I don't know. Prince I, I, like, is very short. I was about short. to say, I was like, is that a sarcastic? Yeah. I think Prince is in that microwave right now. He's yeah. just hiding. You can do a little <laughs> Prince. Can you find fingerprints? He's a little fingerprints. Good night, everybody. And now, joke. Uh-huh. Now, Chandler, that before joke. we move on, we have a question we, we are required to ask you. What is your experience with the martial arts? The martial way. Have you ever taken karate? Have you ever taken arts. kung fu or taekwondo or anything like that? No. You have you ever been involved in it in any way? Uh, my siblings have taken classes. Um, Can you physically defend yourself? Probably not. Pause thoughts over. I mean, I finally <laughs> found someone who didn't do martial arts. Have you illustrated like any like fight scenes or like battle scenes or anything like that? What is your relationship you, with with the the idea of combat? Basically, do you find any combat. martial arts interesting? Any any sector of it? Like any actual martial arts or just, just any like, discipline of like fighting? Interesting. Um, Usually, let me let me jitsu, explain. We've, we, we've had we've had a cavalcade of guests on this show. And absolutely every single person we've ever spoken to has had at least some experience with martial arts. Mm. And you are the very first person who has never fought anyone in a controlled setting. Um, I, I think fencing is kind of cool. Yes, um, fencing is very, very cool. cool. Historical fencing? Um, Wear the beehive mask. 
I mean, I think, you know, like, sword fighting and, like, you know, fighting before there was, like, guns and stuff is very fascinating. Mm -hmm. Like, think about it. I think there are people, like, trained and, like, wielding these crazy broadswords, and I'm just like, they must have been good at it. Like, that was a whole skill you needed then. No one knows how to use a broadsword now, but... That's true. Since, since it's all the same to you, what's your weapon of choice? Ooh, that's a good question. What is my weapon? And I will be posing it to Oh, I should also say, I think archery is cool, but I don't think really think you fight people with archery. Archery is cool. <laughs> I mean, good. I am an archer myself, and it is very dangerous. You can still fight with the bow in close combat. Yeah, that's but that's, like, not cool. Is it? I think I think you can make it cool. I think if you did the, but it's not as cool as like the you know with the bow. And joining us once again, people on iTunes, it is Johnny Lowe. I need someone to go to the store, pick up some uh, soda and some beer. Anybody? <laughs> I am hosting a podcast. Oh, sorry about that. Someone's gonna go pick it up. I got Thanks. five pizza no. showing up in less than twenty minutes. What? For real? Going yeah. With the what? The pass to make sure it comes. It's all gone. Full paid for. Anybody's going down? That's forty dollars. That's soda and beer. Soda and beer. Yeah. Yeah. Twelve pack and soda for everybody. Oh, Here's the pass. Five pizzas on the way. Approximately when will they tomorrow. arrive? Twenty minutes. Who are they calling you? All right, I've been quiet this episode. So yeah, I'll thank you. God. Please jump, jump in. in. Yes, I do. Oh, come jump in. What's up? Jump in. Jump in what? Just say something random, right? Pose a question. Because you haven't said very much. No, Donnie, Donnie posed a great Yo, question. Yo, motherfucking Colin. Connor. Connor. Colin. 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 Yo, Colin. Oh, no, Colin. 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 How do you like Con? That sounds better, right? The wrath of Con. Wait, are you going? Yeah, well, no, I have to go get beer. Well, Johnny's going to call me when they show up. Oh man. Yeah, okay. Connor. He wants someone to go get beer. Yeah, he wants it now. He wants beer now, he needs it. He needs a beer. No, have I asked you the superhero question before? Yeah, and I we I answered invisibility. Yeah. Invisibility. Okay, thanks. Never yeah, asked me factor and all that. Yeah, Chandler Moses. What? I mean, you don't want to be invisible at one point. The president of America comes up to you. Huh? Okay. And he says, Charlie. You're doing a great job now. Bad things. It's time to reward him. We'll give you some superpowers. What superpowers do you want? Great impression. That was amazing. <laughs> that was really now, who, who, you have some are you right now? restrictions about your superpowers. Who's that? Yeah. Are you telling me something? You are, like Black you are not allowed to have time travel, invisibility, okay. teleportation, and if you fly, you have to have wings. What superpower do you have? Oh, it's easy. Shape-shifting. Ah! Thank you! Oh. Oh. To quote Sablon, expound. Equally as creepy. Ah, uh, like, uh, shape-shifting like any animal. You can turn, basically do anything you want to. You want to be a, like, an, like an anamorph. Does it only be organic, or could it be inorganic? Well, I, ideally anything, but I think shapeshifting is often like limited to organic. Like, if, no, but you have the, the you have the Wonder Twins. Although I loved the Wonder Twins growing up, and I was always really upset that like uh, no, 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 I wasn't upset. I loved it was the uh, it was the sister that got all the animal powers, and like the brother that got like this like turned water. yeah, it turned into like oh, ice super and shit. Friends? We all remember yeah, the Wonder Twins. I was she was like my like hero. I was like yeah, I want to be this like. 
cool lady in this weird, like, pink and purple spacesuit, like, turning into fucking tigers and shit. They got a gritty reboot in Justice League Unlimited. Really? They were, really? Yeah, they were androids who could do that. Get the fuck out of here. Well, I'll play it, I'll play it, like, tomorrow or something. Uh, I would shift, shift into a Walkman and play music for the world. <laughs> That'd be a loud Walkman. I would shape shift into Christopher Walken and dance. So you have a Walkman and Walkman. Boom. Shape-shifting power is activated. This <laughs> Walkman. Form of. Dear Hunter. Form of a cassette deck. Just doing one man show of all the different Christopher Walkmans. Oh, that'd be incredible. Oh my god, I'd be the king of New York every time. Dancing. What's this? Wait, I never did a superhero question when I saw that. Did you not? Hmm. No. Okay. Oh, you know what I'm saying. What superpower? Do you want? Wait, wait, what is his voice? You it's fucking Barack Obama. Obama. I it's am your president. It's supposed to be Obama. Not you have been doing deeper. Like you need to be the. I am your president. I'm not sure. This is. Oh wait, actually, now that you mention it, this feels a little bit more accurate. Yeah. Willem. I'm sounding this in. This might be how comfortable you are with your voice. Into law. I'm sorry, What superpower do you want? Will. Just. Hey, baby. How old are you? Um. Yes. Do you want some sort of baguette based superpower? Just to get hard all the time? Do you, want, do you want a like baguette? A baguette? Dick. I like to deep, like deep fry things on touch with batter. Oh. I was. That, that is good. Wait, would that be the uh, the Paula Dean touch? What's your name? <laughs> What's your name? What's your name, Batterman? Batterman. There it is, yeah. Batterman, man. Paula Death. Catchphrase: oh Batter up. Shit. Batter up. So, Will, you want to be Batter up? I nah. Cause I, I mean, I think we're at the stages now when we have so many superheroes that we're about to make a superhero comic book. I want. I want. I would always wanted the power to vomit. <laughs> like, on command, but at any varying force, so I can actually use it to fly if I just aim down. But also, like, yeah, no, no, I've had this obsession with, like, vomiting superpowers since I was, like, six. Well, my, Wait, mine was, actually, the brown notes. So no! Really? Together, yeah. So you were shit at your, you were shit at very... No, 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 I'd make people shit just oh, by you screaming. So I would basically, teaming up with you on my back, I could shit at varying forces and vomit at the same time, to become the world's greatest, stinkiest steed. You would fly backwards, Dude, vomiting. Yeah. You would have his arms wrapped around your yeah. legs. He was screaming. Yeah. 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 I would be like the banshee of vomiting. That's oh. what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I was like, yeah, it sounds like the banshee, but with, with expelling. But, but I could just but, say, it could be like little baby drips. Okay, or it could be like four, you know, like, even more miles an hour fucked up about that? Is that you could actually end world hunger with that? Yeah, no, I get. But the thing is, like, I can never run out. Like, I'm taking because he can never run out. I can never. He's producing almost edible things. Technically edible. I'm not sure that's the way to look at it, son. Technically, you are the president of the United States. I kept thinking about fertilizing a whole field or something. What I'm saying is, with, with my power, technically, at the forces I could vomit, I could sit in front of a windmill and vomit so hard and so fast I could generate enough power to end the world energy crisis. You could also, but you could also frack with your vomit. No, I could. I could use it for evil. I could frack. I think this is a very good time to ask you what Any comic energy. books you're a fan of. 
Oh, oh, oh. You must um, read Saga. Dude, no, no. I love The Boys. It's probably one of my favorite comic books. Of course you do. Stuff. Yeah, dude. So dark. <laughs> What's and your favorite superhero? In The Boys? No, in real, in, in, in real comic books. I've always, I've always been oh, super oh obsessed with my God. <laughs> the last one I was obsessed with was maybe Captain America. Like I think when I first moved to the States, I had a Captain America doll, which was really funny. Mm-hmm. And I was obsessed with him for a long time. I'm a big Not fan. even knowing who he was, I was just like, I want to be Captain America because he had a badass shield. He does. Yeah. Cable carries that shield. Yeah, it's true. And then I looked up for the longest time if there was a Captain France. Wakanda. But there wasn't. There was what? There was Captain Oh, France. that's true. It was made of a Wakandan import of vibranium. Mm-hmm. Which was a universal import because it's from an asteroid. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Okay, that's fair. Commodities. Commodities. <laughs> I mean, is there anything more American than importing goods? Exporting. Exporting uh, violence. Exporting violence. Yeah. I was gonna say exporting radioactivity. I wish, I wish, I wish the listeners could see this amazing drawing. You know, we'll have to scan oh, it in. Post what? Let's put it on the top. Ah! Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's great. There's a bunch of these. Oh, see, Saban always does these. Yeah. Where's your tag? No, Matt and I are working on a on a kaiju drawing right now. I did the top half; he's doing the bottom. Well, we really want to do an in-house kaiju film. I know we've just opened. <laughs> I know we've just opened submissions for scripts. I'm sure we will not be accepted. It should be called the Murder Horse. Murder Horse based is a that. great name for a kaiju I, film. No, I we should make a rampage based vi- uh, movie based on the video game Rampage. And make mm. them. Make so them. Yeah. Or yeah. or. Primal Rage. Primal Rage. Wait, I will talk about it for more than one second. In uh, <laughs> my family's house in Long Island, uh, the best thing we ever located and is in that house is the arcade version of Primal Rage. Oh I have it in the basement. It's we like yeah. found just sunken treasures. Vertigo. It's amazing. Um, I mean, t- uh, Snake Lady, Virgo is the female lady, Ooh. Um, I mean, I'm classic. I love Sauron. I had, like, the Sauron toy that had, like, metal parts added to oh, it. Yeah. Which yeah. I think Not they only the had... I think they had those toys because they were making another one, mm-hmm. but it never yeah. The finished. Vertigo toy had, you could squeeze its neck, and it would spit water. Yeah. I mean, Vertigo's awesome. It's like Vertigo and Sauron. This is Street Sharks? Oh. Was that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Street Sharks? Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, right. I don't know why I just thought about Street Sharks. I've heard that it is unwise to rewatch Street Sharks. But I will forever remember it as comparable to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. In my age. Street Sharks rule because, like, turtles suck and sharks are great. I know, turtles don't suck, Ooh. but, like... To visit. Leave it up to the listeners. I no, agree. I... <laughs> I agree. I mean, I love the... Holy shit, is that a bruise? Holy crap, what happened to you? Did what? you get attacked by a zombie? Sunday, and apparently. Yeah, oh, Sunday. is that why you're covered in bruises? I <laughs> think it really hurts. It's an abusive like, relationship. Yeah. Who's <laughs> like service? It's a guy. For a try and I are going through time. I mean, I love the Super Nintendo, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I like the best games ever. Why was there never a Street Sharks video game? That's really the important That's question. That's like, did you, you, did you, you see the animation quality of Street Sharks? They didn't have a lot of money. That's true, but the mechanics of the video game sort of write themselves. You just, you just fluffy. Street Sharks? Yeah. Yes. Street sharks, are, wait, wait. are you 100% sure there's no Street Sharks video game? I think there probably is. Sharks. Probably we is should that. get it. <laughs> we should get it. I'm looking it up right now. Oh shit, yeah, it's probably downstairs. Alright, we're gonna go on a walk. Uh, <laughs> Alright guys. No, there was never a Street Sharks video game. I had all those toys too. The Primal Rage toys. Yeah. Oh, I would always yeah. use the Ankylosaurus one 
as Angurious with my Godzilla toys. They Makes sense. Form. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they didn't make an Angurious toy? They did later, but it took a while. Oh. <laughs> I used to collect yeah, Destroya toys. Why do you like Destroya so much? Just a question. It's not like a. Because I love. It's very simple. I like growing up, I collected dragons. Like my room growing up uh-huh. was like walled. You know, there's like people with unicorns. I love dragons. Like it's wall to wall, like dragon things. Well, dragons are badass. Unicorns right. are just as badass. It's a, it's a national animal for Ireland, isn't it? Oh, Scotland. Scot- yeah. Scotland? Mm-hmm. It's is, a is, national is, animal. Do they profess that there's <laughs> evidence of unicorns? Or Probably. Is it just because like of fucking Norway. Oh, look, here's the like pizza. Yeah. You know. Oh, oh right. yeah, call them Crap! Our pizza just our pizza oh. money just left. Oh wait! One oh, second. Hold on, one second. That was, that was money. That was money for beer. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then hey, I will accept the pizza. I always like Godzilla vs. Destroy it because it was like yeah. a Godzilla okay. movie mixed with aliens. Because there was the subplot yeah, well, of the dudes going. Wait, really? Well, because like the monster was like in many pieces and they oh, were like. Right. It was like aliens, basically. Wait, I want to get on the topic of the movie Aliens and how I heard a theory recently that is the the original movie Aliens is actually like somehow aliens or aliens. Aliens, sorry, is actually a metaphor for like female rape. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there's space truckers and it's a giant penis monster. I get it. Am I going to speak on? No more discussion on it. I think I get it. Am I going to speak on alien design for a second? I'm I'm really I'm really all right. Rest in peace. I'm really really tired. Of insectoid aliens, I think they've been done to death. Oh, of course. Especially in the age of CG, everyone's just hoping to hop on CG. Like the District Nine aliens are so boring to me. Where would you want the but, direction of alien design to go? Uh, well, I, I well, let me let me say really quick that I think Edge of Tomorrow, the new Tom Cruise film, I haven't seen it. Does well. I'll just say. It well, does, you see the aliens in the trailer. Right, I've seen it. Well, I won't spoil anything. I'll it's just not say spoiled. that it's in the trailer. that That's the right. aliens themselves are somewhat inconceivable to our planet. It, they they don't make sense. Okay. But to an alien world, okay. maybe they do. And that's what's so good about them. They're a completely original design. And when they look at you, it's like they see you, but they don't so see you. There's no humanity to them. And I and I enjoy that in alien design. Well, that was well, the importance of Carl Sagan's where he said we couldn't really conceive <laughs> what other life forms could be like based on our perception of basically how life could survive. Well, I'll, I'll say survive. that's true and not I'm just, true. I'm, I'm uh, totally being Well, let me say that. But it's kind of true, though. I think that's true it's and not true in that theory. the laws of physics are universal. So we could assume so that they would need to... look like a rhino or a person. Well, they would need to walk around. They would need to see things. They would need yeah. to eat. Disagree. Good. So this is my thing. If there were, you know, a life form on another planet, mm-hmm. if the planet functioned in mm-hmm. a completely different way it wouldn't look like anything on this planet like i don't i don't i'm you know i don't really understand chemistry all that well but you know you have some planet that like to us we perceive as like i don't know dust and some you know gaseous chemical if there's an some sort of what we would consider a living thing that, you know, functions and survives. Also, on another planet, maybe living and surviving means something completely different. Well, that's true. Let's take Saturn, for example. Or Titan, its moon. It's covered in, in liquid, but their liquid is made of methane. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean for the evolution of life on Saturn? Or Titan, its moon, for example. It means it smells like a fart. But, sure. because mm-hmm. we're completely incapable of conceiving life other than how we know we it, know it mm-hmm. as in, like, you know, Evolution and things eating to survive and that whole whatever. Yeah. Um, let's just use that as our basis. If there was something else, again, like if 
you know, if the atmosphere was completely different, maybe an alien just looks like a giant, like, gaseous ball. Mm -hmm. It couldn't physically work in our atmosphere. It would just, like, disperse into particles or something. Well, is it in the Martian Chronicles? Ray Bradbury never really distinctly describes what they look like in each chapter. It's more of just their consciousness, not really their form. I could be reading it totally wrong, So that's how I read it, because I never thought of a form while I was reading that book. Maybe life forms on another planet are just like, you know, we would only experience it as like thoughts in our head or something. Mm -hmm. Something we literally couldn't mm -hmm. perceive. A connectivity of electronic impulses? Yeah. Like Avatar. Have you read Avatar? Mm -mm. Yep. I'm not. Andy, I knew you were reading Looks like a terrible movie, though. It's okay. It's not great. I, I imagine if you haven't seen the movie, it's pretty unwatchable. But mm -hmm. if you have seen the, I mean, read the book. But if you read the book, then I'm sure it connects the dots a little bit. They do. They 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 do things I didn't expect them to do, such as the video game with the giant. They did that. They did it. I didn't expect it either, but they did it. But um. You know what's an overlooked one? Is Childhood's End. What's that? That's the one where the aliens come, but they just park over all the places on the Earth for a generation. And uh, then after, after an entire generation of people have been born and have lived with the saucers in the air, they come down and they look like devils. So that's why they did that, is because they knew people would freak out and think they were devils. And then they were like, all right, we're going to help you guys, you know, like, become the space What? Wait, what is this? Odyssey. Childhood's End. By is who? that a movie? No, it's a book. Mm -hmm. Arthur C. Clarke. Okay. Oh, okay. And then, um, so basically, like, I mean, it follows a couple people's stories. And, like, one dude, one dude goes with the aliens to their little world to, like, become a zoo guy. And then, a like, zoo guy. Yeah, a zoo, guy. A zoo guy. And then, like, all these babies start being born who are psychic babies, and they tear apart the world. Oh, it's Intentionally? Like, like, yeah. Was they, that they, they become part of the overmind. Okay, like a cure kind of fashion. Yeah, exactly. Um, that, that's a good one. But uh, in terms of character designs in like contemporary movies, if you know, if we're gonna just say I'm like, you know, you're sick of insect stuff. Yes. Um, very. Obviously, the answer to be make aliens with creature designs more relevant Creating to deep sea creatures mm. because deep sea is the most space-like thing. On that's our true. Planet. Who knows what's in Europa, for example? What about that crappy movie where? came down after like some kind of light source and they would just demolish people the moment they touched them. What the f Oh, I know you're... Oh. What? Yeah. That sounds super it's interesting. Not I'm not saying what the fuck. Like, it sounds awful. When it sounds I kind of interesting. Commercial, I was like, yeah, it's so awesome. Like... Is it recent? Kind of. Like, probably like a year or two. Battle of LA? No, no. Um, um, it was like in, in, uh, in Skyline. Sky <laughs> no. <laughs> Battlefield Earth? Yeah, Benjamin Button. It's like pretty much like what they would do is like, in order to detect where the alien was because they couldn't see it, they would throw these uh, light bulbs on the floor. And oh, oh, that's what it's a with Emil Hirsch. Yeah, I know what movie you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm in a chat room. Oh, we are. Fuck. Who would be in the chat room? I don't know. What if it's our fans? Has, has there been a movie where the aliens have already conquered Earth? Battlefield Earth. Is that really what it is? Yeah. Well, already done it. Done. Yeah. Uh, but without the Scientology kind of aspect? Well, no. But you need Scientology. There's, uh, they right. live. They live the aliens that we're going to conquer. That's true. Oh. And as they have again with our obey heads. <laughs> God. Shepherd Fairy, our Lord and Savior. Oh
Oh god, indeed. What is another movie that starts with aliens already conquered? Um, Alien? Ma- oh, I guess Matrix is ro- robots. Yes, robots. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, no, aliens, the, the xenomorphs never get to Earth unless you're watching Alien vs. Predator, which is dumb. But the whole point is that the aliens never get to Earth because then they just take it over. Mm-hmm. Real easy. Hey, don't you like how that, like, um, the ultimate retcon is that. Is it? That it's the most important thing about all of us to go to Earth. And then it starts with aliens on Earth thousands of years ago? Oh, yeah, it's so dumb. It's like, you know, we defeated hey, this here. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Oh, shit. What's the green sauce? I don't know. What the fuck? I'm not sure. Green sauce? I think it's jalapeno. I don't have Sablon's number. Can somebody text him? Is there an American dry? Or is it just Canada dry? It's just Canada. Oh, well, we got 7-Up. 7-Up in the States? All right, gang. Johnny, can you give me a second? Yeah. All right. Uh, we're coming to a close here. But real quick, I just want to ask Johnny about um, alien life in America and where that's at. <laughs> if you could talk in that direction. My last collection of art mm-hmm. was of these three aliens mm-hmm. that used to take them from their spaceship. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the weird thing. The reason why they stopped is that I used to drink a lot of beer. Okay. Now, when I drink a lot of beer, mm-hmm. I piss without thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So I got thrown off the spaceship because I piss on the fucking. So you were pissing on grades? I pissed on grades. Uh, now, several times I woke up. Where? I had bruises in my arms. Unexplainable. Mm-hmm. But I have pictures abstractly conducted of every experience that I had. Really? Absolutely. Where can people find these? At my. Sorry. <laughs> She's like, what did you do that? I didn't know the hand was hands. Sure, sure. Where, are they on the internet anywhere? On no, your Facebook? It's my gallery. Oh. <laughs> Where can people find your gallery? <clears throat> Invitation only. Invitation only. Well, you guys at home had better be buddy buddy with Johnny Loesch. When you were <laughs> born, did you pee on the doctors? Probably. Mm. I'm just getting at mm. is that if, if alien abduction is the psychic trauma of being born, like being re- relived. I love mm. that. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, you're it's a bright light, people touching you for the, like, like the things that are touching you that you can't, and then you're a baby, you can't actually make out faces. It's a good attempt at psychiatric psychotrauma. Uh-huh. But, but if you happened? keep on your doctors, no. maybe there's a grace. Oh, well, gang, we've had a long and productive episode here today. I would, like to, I would like to thank all of our guests for being here. Not only Chandler Kaiju, Kid Kaiju Moses, but also Willem. Yep. Connor. Hi. Jason. And of course, Andy and Sablon. Yeah. And, G- and, and Johnny and his friends. <laughs> Big Richie and Chris. Cheers. Uh, where can people find you on the internet, Chandler? Take your time. Um, uh, I have a website, ChandlerMoses.com, that is infrequently updated. I have an art blog, SewerGator.tumblr.com. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at MosesBytes. On Twitter. Thank you. And uh, Willem, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on, on Twitter at tellemholzer.com or, you know, yeah, tellemholzer or tellemholzer Instagram. You can also find me at, uh, you can find my friend. His name is Zachary Buchanan III. His name is Visa Black. He's on Twitter. Follow him. He says some funny ass shit. <laughs> Andy, what about you? Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. At Dick Stackus. D I C K S T A T K U S. 
Dick Stackless. Connor, where are you at? You can find me at ConnorLamphotographer.com or search the Nasty. Jason! What? What did you say? <laughs> where, can people, where can people find you? And speak up. You're very far away from the microphone. I kind of wanted to know what Connor said. But well, listen to the podcast. You can find me on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. How do you spell your name? D-J-E-I-S-O-N. You can find him on Facebook? Johnny! Yes, sir. Where can people find you on the internet? You can't find me on the internet. I don't do the internet. You can find me during the day at Onslaught. Or by house dowry. After hours. See you later. That is Onslaught with an O-N-S-L-O-T. You can find me at Don Shop First Everywhere and Sublime. Where can people find you? Can't find me nowhere because technically I don't exist. But if you look in Uptown, you might find me where they playing salsa. <laughs> That's right. Listen for the salsa music and you can find Sublime. From all of us here at Onslaught Creative, this has been Podslot. Join us next week when our guest will be a different person. <laughs> Why don't you pick on the brain your own size? We got a badass over here. Plus, I got your back. Nah, astrophysics black guy. Hating planetary fly. By the way, the answer to your little calculation is I. As in I put the swag back in science. While Isaac Newton was lying and sticking daggers and lightness and hiding up inside his attic on some Harry Potter business. The universe is infinite, but this battle is finished.